0: Hello, friends. This is Parag here, your host on Stay Strong Podcast. Thank you very much for joining this podcast every week. It's my promise to bring you the world class information in the field of kettlebells, kettlebell sport, and strength and conditioning. We have an extremely special guest today who is 58 and she started lifting weights post 40. She didn't have any kind of exposure until 40, only walking, running, and just doing some kind of floor exercises, but post-40 when she started lifting kettlebells in uh, 15 years, 14 to 15 years, she has climbed up the ladder of success to achieve Master of Sports International class a couple of times, Master of Sports multiple times. She is 58 and she had a knee replacement surgery in 2020, a couple of years back, after which she actually got better in lifting. She mentioned her range of motion in squat has gotten better and knee replacement actually has helped her to improve her form and technique and get better in lifting. Please help me to welcome Sandy from Michigan and a very special guest with a very special podcast because she's going to share her training secrets and the training programs. Uh, welcome back to Stay Strong Podcast. Thank you very much for joining back. Um, it's my promise to bring you the best of the best information in the world of kettlebell sport, kettlebells and strength and conditioning. And today we have Sandy from Michigan. Welcome Sandy for Stay Strong Podcast. Thank you very much for joining. Um, Thank can you. you please give me your introduction, uh, professional and fitness background?
1: My, um, well, my kettlebell lifting, I, I started when I was older. If, is that what you want? Okay. <laughs> I started in my late forties, actually. Okay. Um, I was not an athlete when I was younger at all um, and I found kettlebell sport kind of by accident. Um, the gym, some friends of mine wanted to take a kettlebell class and they had to have five people in the class, okay. the introduction class and so I they conned me into doing it and uh, I fell in love with it and I've done it ever since.
0: Okay, okay. so that was in the year which year did you start?
1: Um, it has been it would have been 2008 I believe
0: okay 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 so it's been a while you're into the kettlebell sport area and uh, lifting kettlebell so who introduced kettlebell sport to you like formally uh, the introduction because you get started with the kettlebell lifting and then you merge into kettlebell sport lifting but who officially introduced the kettlebell sport um,
1: my first coach was Jerry Gray okay Uh, He is actually one of the oldest men now to continue to lift competitively in the world because he's in his, um, he introduced me to it and I liked the competitive spirit. I liked the people that I met and so I just and I guess I'm a little good at it so it's fun to do.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to understand that uh, you get started with the kettlebell sport uh, post 40 but then did you have any exposure uh, with the strength training or maybe some kind of a cardio background before 40 like uh, were you into any kind of exercise earlier
1: um no i would do a little bit of cardio to try to stay a little bit healthy i had a, a, a like a ski machine that i used um, but that was just to try to keep a, the pounds off do okay. a little bit of but until i found kettlebells i i really didn't do anything
0: okay so did you lift the weights earlier
1: Did I do what?
0: Did you lift the weights, did you do the strengthening? Not until,
1: not until I found kettlebells.
0: Okay, so you started lifting with weights uh, the first time post 40 is that so? Yeah, yes. Interesting, so it is interesting to know because uh, when we interact with a lot of women and they really get exposed to lifting weights very late in the life but interesting to know also that they really do well even they they start late so it's uh, um, it's great to know that uh, many women can really do really well as compared to men when it comes to strength training but uh, women fail to understand that lifting weights is very important for them and this podcast would basically give them the information, right information that uh, the examples like you started late and you're doing very well in the field of kettlebells it can really help women to build up their career as well. <clears throat> can you give a little bit of your professional background and how do you manage your uh, trainings?
1: How do I manage them? I just try to do as much as I can. I have to have my recovery days in um, especially as you get a little bit older, the recovery days are just as important as your lifting days. Yes. So I I try to lift three to four times a week. I try to do a cardio day sometime where I'm doing something that's not weightlifting just to keep the lung capacity going um, and I just work around my work schedule, I mean I'm still working full-time and okay. uh, so I just do it after work, I do it on the weekends and I just because I enjoy it so much I just fit it in when I can. Okay, okay.
0: so what is your typical working hours that is like uh, do you work out for an hour or so or maybe it, it might go 90 minutes, how it is?
1: Um, During the week, it's usually about 45 minutes a few times a couple of times that I do it and then on the weekends I will lift longer depending on what I'm working on. I I did a six-hour lift last summer and uh, so I when I was training for that on the weekends, I would lift three hours at a time, four hours to try to get ready for it.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So uh, when you got exposure in uh, 2008, uh, slowly you built up the pace, but then when you started lifting a little longer, uh, did you used to practice uh, this for a little longer time since then? Or it was like you started lifting um, kettlebells lately for a longer time, like for ultra marathon or something like that?
1: Um, I guess I just, you know, I just kept adding to it and just going heavier. I guess that's what I think I, you want to know. Um, and with everything is you've got to get the technique down before you can go to the heavier oh. weights.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So uh, do you try to include a lot of uh, lightweight trainings or do you use the competitive you do the training? So like, for example, if you are competitive with 16 kilos, you do more lift with 12 kilos or do you lift more of 16 kilos? Uh,
1: I do both actually. Um, I have a coach and he makes me lift heavier. And okay. um, and then, but other days I do a little bit lighter just to get, to work on pacing, I guess, is what it is. And we also, he has me do some things that will help increase my grip strength. Okay. So like glove snatch and that kind of thing. So I go lighter then. And so it's, it's actually a wide range, okay. depending on what I'm working on. Okay.
0: Okay. Got it. So, uh, you must have done several sets of 10 minutes or a 30 minute marathon. Okay. Like you have mentioned, that you have done a, a six hours training, six hours lifting. What is the challenge do you find in kettlebell lifting, Sandy? Um, like, say, for example, if you're doing a 10 minute lift, uh, what is the challenge? The challenge is going to be different when it comes to 30 minutes lifting or 60 minute lifting. So, what are the key challenges you find, uh, which you can share based on your experience at this age?
1: Um, for the getting ready for a competition?
0: No, well actually, when you're actually lifting, say for example, if you're lifting oh. for 10 minutes, so is the last minute very challenging or what are, there are several things which might occur in your mind when you're actually lifting. So what are those challenges uh, and how do you face those? Uh, I want example in 10 minute lifting, simultaneously I want an example for even the marathon lifting. So how do you manage your uh, the mess which goes in here?
1: what's the, yeah the, the mind game as we call it here yes, yes. arguing with ourselves um with a 10 minute lift it's it's the challenge um is usually like seven minutes in when it, you start arguing with yourself you want to be done you want you're tired because you're going as fast as you can with a 10 minute left yes. so the cardio is is getting to you Your know heart rate's up and you have to argue with yourself not to put the bell down that you can keep going um yes and uh with a long, with longer lifts it's still it's definitely an argument you want to put it down you're tired it's different because you can change more often there's more than one arm switch in the long ones so it's more about i don't want to keep going you know but yet you do i'm very what i say i'm very stubborn and uh so i always when i'm arguing with myself it's like i'm not gonna let the bell beat me i'm gonna beat the bell (laughs) so that's That's to me, it's the biggest thing with kettlebell sport is arguing with yourself and and not putting the bell down and saying, you can do this and keeping yourself positive as you go.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So do you really practice these things uh, before you start the set? Like say, for example, you are off the season, and you're not doing any kind of competition so is it that only during the competition you have these kind of words interaction with yourself or do you really have those things continuously going in your mind that okay I know I'm going to lift for 30 minutes and it is going to be a very challenging set so do you really train yourself prior to competition or only during the competition do you train that because oh. uh, you know at times here the mind is not ready, but then when you practice that, the mind becomes ready. So what what is your take on that?
1: I agree with you. But you have to practice it. You can't just get up on the platform and think that you're gonna win the argument with yourself because I think yes. if you don't practice it, you will you'll just quit. You'll the 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 battle, as I say, will win. Um I practice it all the time. There's many times I don't wanna lift. I'm tired, I've you know, I'm stressed from work or I've got other things going on. It's like no, I have to do this. And, and sometimes when I'm feeling that way, when once I get started, I have my best practice sessions. It's like, yes. I, once I start going, then it's like, okay, yeah, this, this is what I need. This helps me with my stress. This helps me release the tension and, and I feel much better. Okay. okay.
0: Do you have bad days, Sandy? For example, you're ready for lifting and uh, you reach the gym and then you think, oh, i really thought i would do really great but there are different things which are going in so do you have bad days and do you really lift on those days
1: oh i definitely have bad days (laughs) definitely do here at work and even with the bells i mean i'll go and i'm like i'm gonna do this and it's a horrible lift it's a horrible practice session and i actually think those are good to have because when you overcome them and go back and do a better job the next time then you're like i've done it i you know i i overcome what's going on in my life and i've overcome this bad set that i had and i did what i wanted to do i mean i still have bad times on the platform when the bell wins but i try and try to have fewer of those and more of the i'm gonna do this i'm gonna complete i'm gonna finish so everybody has bad days
0: yes 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 and uh, yeah of course i mean it is all about how do we manage those uh, those thoughts which comes in our mind and uh, once you really surpass those thoughts and be more positive, then I think results are really good because then when there are good days, then things might be much better that way.
1: Yes, I agree. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, simultaneously, it is very important for me to understand when you're doing very hard training. Do you also have a like a very good nutrition, which is supported by supplementation? Or do you really uh, believe that the home food or the food which you take is only the food which is Really great for kettlebell sport, or do you really have something extra, uh, especially for recovery perspective? So, what do you think? What do you, uh, uh, what do you suggest? And what do you have? Both the things I want.
1: Well, I don't know if I could suggest anything. I have certain foods that I know that I can't eat before I'm lifting because it'll upset my stomach. I try to eat somewhat healthy. I happen to love salads and greens, so okay. it makes it very easy for me to just to eat healthier. Um, I guess. And um, there's definitely things, like I said, I can't eat before I lift because I know it'll upset my stomach. So when I'm up on the platform, that's the last thing you want to worry about is what's going on with my stomach. <laughs> so, um, but I think it's different for every person. I think it depends on what you're used to eating um, and, and what, what's in your area to eat. Some people, I mean, different countries have different foods that are good for them or that they can find easily that will help. But I definitely think a good nutrition plan helps everyone. Um, as far as supplements, I um, I don't take a lot of like supplements. I have a pre-workout drink that I take um, okay. um, that I think helps me when I'm working out. But other than that, I don't really take a lot. Okay. Um, it's just a personal thing. I mean, I'm just, I don't want to put a bunch of stuff into my body, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so...
0: Okay, so do you take uh, protein shakes uh, post-workout, or uh, uh, do you eat eggs and chicken and fish and all that?
1: So um, post-workout, I um, I don't have protein shakes. I've, I've I've a lot of the protein shakes here are dairy, and I have a, a little bit of an intolerance with the dairy, so okay. I try. I use protein powder in a, <laughs> I make protein balls, and okay. it's mixed. With, with peanut butter and honey and, and coconut, and I can eat those and I like those. So that's a lot of times what I'll do, I'll have one of those after a workout or, you know, as a snack. Uh, I find that those work out better for me than having a protein shake, so. Okay,
0: okay, okay. So, uh, but you uh, you mentioned, uh, you didn't mention that you are vegetarian or you're non-vegetarian, so.
1: Well, I'm not a vegetarian now. Okay, okay. I just um, like a lot of green. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes, that's nice. I mean, uh, the world is shifting towards getting more into greens and be- being more vegan and a lot of people are getting benefit out of that. So, yeah. So that's a that's a very good adva- added advantage for the athletes who want to really get a vegan because I'm sure you must have seen that documentary, uh, which was on Netflix about uh, being a vegan and being more uh, productive and effective in your lifting, but yeah, every uh, sports science, every nutrition has a different theory. So what suits you? Uh, Not necessarily would suit someone else. So yeah, right, great. Um, Sandy, do you have any injuries? And if so, how do you deal with it? Like uh, if not, but uh, uh, through kettlebells or maybe any, any kind of prior injuries?
1: I've actually, I had a torn rotator cuff um, okay. and I had that repaired six years ago. Um, okay. I asked the doctor if it was from Kettlebell Sport. Um, he said it may have added to it. He said, but I don't think that it was the only reason that you had the torn rotator cuff. He goes, I think you had a tear and I went probably heavier than I should have against my coach's advice. and. Uh, <laughs> So um, that's when I heard it, uh, which but I've I have no problems now. I've come back without a problem. And then in 2020, I had a knee replacement, which has nothing to do with Kettlebell Sport. Um, I injured that years ago. Um, The doctor told me when I was in my 30s that -hmm. I was going to need a replacement, but not until I was older. And um, I actually think Kettlebell Sport helped me deal with the problems I had in my knees. Help strengthen my legs and the muscles and everything else so it in my opinion it helped me to put the surgery off so yeah. i and even in 2020 when i had it done i i could have gone longer probably without it but i figured 2020 nothing was going on because of covid and i could get the surgery done and recover and get back to lifting and not miss any big competitions okay. so that's why i did it
0: Oh, okay. So you did the replacement for both the knees, or it's like uh, one knee. One knee. But uh, what was exactly the suggestion by the doctor, and why did you mention that? I mean, instead of doing some rehabilitation, or was it really uncurable? It, it
1: was. It was the knee needed to be replaced because I tore the meniscus years ago, okay. um, and probably in my late twenties is when I tore it, and it. I was bone on bone. Okay. Um, and I had some pain and some discomfort, and um, I, that's why I went to him. And I'm like, "What can I do?" And he said, basically, the only your only option is to continue to deal with it or to get it replaced. And since it was, like I said, the year that no competitions were going on, I'm like, "Might as well get it done now." So <laughs> I did.
0: Okay. So post knee replacement, how is the training shaping up?
1: Uh, great. It's I'm Gotten back better. At- um, it actually has because I have more flexibility in my knee. Now I can actually do squats and, and things that I couldn't do before because okay. then I could only bend my knee so far. Um, and the, the range of motion was getting worse and worse. That's another reason why I wanted to get it done. Um, okay. so no, I think it's, it's much better now.
0: Okay. 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 So post knee replacement, did you do any kind of online competition?
1: Um, or some, offline? My, um, yeah, I've done, I went to France last year and, um, oh,
0: okay.
1: and did the IKMF okay. uh, World
0: okay. and
1: I mean, I've done a bunch of online competitions. I'm going to Portugal in June.
0: Okay, okay. Okay, so, that's nice, that's nice. So uh, great to see or great to understand that uh, uh, you have faced so many things and then you had the rotator cuff issue plus you had a knee replacement and then you are still working on your form and technique and actually the form and technique, as you mentioned, is getting better. So that's really good to hear because uh, uh, there are a lot of women, a lot of men, when they have such kind of surgeries and operations, they get laid back. And uh, this will be a very inspirational for them to understand that if you keep on training, I think you will just get those things out of your mind and really progress forward to have a much more positive life and much more positive lifting. That's really nice. Have you ever tried to to, do coaching without a coach? Like did you uh, coach yourself without taking any guidance? Um, Like writing a programs, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and then uh, that is basically coaching yourself. So have you done that or you have always had a coach?
1: I've always had a coach. Um, I in turn take what I've learned from him and I coach other people, okay. just a couple of people in my gym. But I prefer to have someone coach me because they pushed me. And and I, I'm afraid that if I didn't do that, that I wouldn't push as hard. Sometimes he what he programs, I look at the the sheet and I'm like, Are you kidding me? You want me to do what? But then I do it. And then I'm like, hey, I actually did this. I mean I, I but if I was doing myself, I'm not sure I would push myself as hard as he pushes me. And it's definitely, I have a new coach now, but he definitely has made progress for me. Um, I can definitely see myself improving with okay. what he has
0: to do. So, okay, okay, wow, nice, great. So, uh, your favorite lift, Sandy? Uh, uh, do you, you do snatch? You do long cycle, uh, which is which is what your best lifting? Like for example, like some people do snatch, some people do long cycle and they really love it. What's your, what's your lift? Snatch. Okay, okay, so uh, we would like to know what is your best numbers, snatch for marathons, snatch for 10-minute classic.
1: Well, I also do have snatch in the marathons. So um, I actually, I went and I looked at the IKMF site to see which ones I had any kind of records in. Um, and most of them are in half snatch. And you okay. know what that is, right? The half yes. snatch when you come down into the rack. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. So for last fall in France when we had the IKMF Worlds, I did eight hundred and sixty reps in an hour with the sixteen kilogram bell.
0: Wow.
1: So, um, and then I also do double half snatch. Okay. That's that's a what I like to call a, a, it definitely gets your cardio up it's a, it's a wind sucker it really it's very cardio lift and I did that for a half an hour and I did 282 reps
0: okay with uh, what builds
1: double, double 12 sorry okay
0: okay, okay. wow that's and then
1: uh, yeah I want to get over 300 and I've done it in practice sessions I just need to do it on the platform now um,
0: that's coming up next then,
1: <laughs> yeah that's what I keep working on and yeah uh, And I'm also, my coach is also having me work on, um, we have in the IKMF a, what they call the games, they're 10 minute lifts with heavier bells, And uh, I'm working on the 16s. And I'm almost to the point where I can go 10 minutes with the 16s. Now I gotta work on my numbers. So, and and then I have the the US record for half snatch for two hours. Um, I did 2015. And that's been a few years ago. I was like, I, I want to revisit that one. I think I could do better now. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, last summer when I did the six hour lift, it, it was not, it was not a sanctioned lift because I didn't have a judge in front of me the whole time. Um, okay. But I did the 12 hour or 12 kilogram half snatch and I did 4,048 reps. Wow. So this- yeah, I was, was, that was, that was a challenge. It was. Something I wanted to do, and I did it as a fundraiser, and it was it was great.
0: Okay, okay, wow. And uh, anything on a ten minute classic?
1: Um, I don't have like any world records, but my best with snatch is uh, with a sixteen kilogram. I did two hundred and eight just recently for an online competition. Okay. Um, and I I've done two hundred and fifty two with a twelve kilogram in ten minutes. Okay. That's um. And then I'm working on getting to the 20 kilogram for 20 kilograms. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I'm working on right now.
0: Okay. And what are your lifts in Portugal?
1: In Portugal, I will be doing um, the 12 kilogram snatch, the 16 kilogram snatch, and then the half marathon with the 16 kilogram snatch.
0: That's, that's a lot of lifts. <laughs> yeah. So, wish you good luck for the same. That's nice. Great. Wow. So, uh, Sandy, it was really. Interesting to know your background, and I'm so very much thankful for you too that you have accepted to be on this podcast. Uh, I would like to know uh, what message can you give for the women lifters out here in India who are shaping up their career and who want to really get into the kettlebell sport or also want to do kettlebells but not, not get into kettlebell sport. So, your message to them, Sandy?
1: Um, I think that they need to know that you can start at any age. You don't have to be competitive if you don't want to. I happen to be a competitive person. Kettlebell is one of the best workouts that I know of to get an all body workout. It helps with your bone density. It helps with your cardio and you can start at any age and you can lift light and stay light, but the benefits are there. If you wanna be, if you're competitive and you wanna compete, there's definitely a, a, opportunity for older women to compete against women their same age and so i mean i compete against women my age but i also compete against younger women and i love it when i beat them um so but but i guess the biggest thing i want them to know is you don't have to be competitive if you don't want to it just to me it adds to the fun yes but the benefits are definitely there regardless of what path you
0: take yes yes great 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 so it was a absolutely lovely interaction with you sandy i really wish you all the best in uh, whatever you are doing and uh, it's a small world as we interacted earlier that even i was in michigan we are into the same state uh, kettlebells again have uh, got us together so it's nice to know wish you lots of luck uh, for upcoming competitions or also if you're doing any kind of online online competition up till then, good luck for that competition. and so I'll see you some in All right, one thank of you. the competitions very soon.